Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. If you are a wine lover like myself and you gotta have it for your bachelor reviewing parties, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, Mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my, my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge, So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash roses try firstleaf.com slash roses creams and serums are made of 70 percent water 15 percent preservatives and emulsifiers leaving only around 15 percent for the active ingredients that your skin needs but luckily now there's fiber skincare 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. 
If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. Um, our Maybelline commercial yeah. aired with the premiere, and we also got a lot of really nice comments about that. So everyone who mentioned us on the Maybelline thing or sent us positive feedback, we really appreciate it because obviously Joe and I are not actors. Um, um, speak for yourself. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues. Renewed. This this is bachelor clues. What? Oh my god! <laughs> you I just now assume everybody's good. gonna do a weird British accent at all times for any reason. No, that was trying to be grocery. <laughs> I know I can't do it. Okay, well, we we certainly uh, opened our show today with a clip from Grocery and Serena. That is a clip from the new Happy Hour or whatever the old Happy Hour with the new hosts where they were obviously talking about their Maybelline commercial. I have been listening to the new happy hour with these two hosts for a minute. Uh That was from an episode when they recapped this most recent episode of our beloved game of uh, episode two of charity laws and season. It's wild. It's already giving. Yeah. It's giving, giving. Uh, It's really (laughs) crazy. I I can't like. It's giving (sighs) me an aneurysm. It's giving me curiosities. It's giving me. the inability to stop listening because they talk about (laughs) kind of nothing. They're just meandering around about their lives and weirdnesses. It's really a great insight into their relationship, into them, Mm -hmm. but unintentionally so. They're trying to stick to a script of like, let's do this recap, but little things peek through the corners, come through the cracks. (laughs) It's so fucking good. I mean, I think that's the most interesting thing about a couple hosting it is it's just like you're going to get insight into that dynamic. Definitely. And you do. And also the content. He's going to go into acting. Yeah. Is this, what does this mean? It means, Nick, I'm coming <laughs> for you. You gave it a shot. You got a couple of commercials. You were in a Hallmark movie, but I'm going to win in the ask year. Look, uh, Pace Guy should really stick in a wheelhouse of a uh, therapist, not actor. Yeah. Exactly. He gave up on acting to become a therapist. Oh, poor Vial. No, I think he's a multi-hyphenate. That's what it means. Podcaster, influencer. The new EGOT. Sure. (laughs) P-I-A-T. The Piat. The Piat. Podcaster, influencer, actor, therapist. (laughs) (laughs) EGOT is over. Yeah. Piat is the new EGOT. Well, uh, speaking of Piats and EGOTs, we got a Piat of a of a show t- for you today, of a twibbon for you today. <laughs> There's a lot of... Professional. Yeah, thank you. There's a l- nice transition. Thank you very much. There's a lot of news that we got for you, a lot of parasocial plays. Uh, of course, we're going to be talking about those gains, and we are going to have a very interesting state of the game up top, where we're just going to be talking about really what's going on in this season 20. 
because it is seeming yeah. like some some new, very different, good things are being done. Are we seeing good at job? <sighs> I don't want to jinx it. We're only two episodes in, but we'll we'll get to that in state of the game. Um, but we also have for your pleasure. A brand new episode of After Reality, Courtney Robertson's show, is out. You can check her out in her feed. Again, her show's called After Reality. We are also now on Threads. I know everyone is out there. 30 million people have signed up for Threads because everybody's pissed off at Twitter. I joined immediately. You both just told me what it was in the meeting, and I joined immediately. I mean, you can join it very easily. It's basically Threads is Meta, or Facebook, if you still want to call that, which owns Instagram. It is their version of Twitter. Now that Twitter is in free fall. And it's exactly the same minus DMs. Yeah, it's basically, it's exactly that. It's the same minus DMs and minus the news search function. But it is Zuckerberg's attempt to dethrone Musk to essentially absorb the audience of Twitter. So we're on it now. Game of Roses is. Follow us there and watch all of our mm-hmm. funny tweets. I think so far, or they're not tweets. I don't know what they're going to be called now. Threads. Watch all of our funny threads. And of course, we have all of our team merchandise out there. You can pick up shirts and hats for these parasocial teams. New York City Influence, LA Icons, Nashville Sliders, Chicago Cloud, and the one that started it all, the San Diego Crew. We hope you pick those up, display them proudly, and we will have the rest of the teams in the parasocial league coming out in the next few weeks as well. We're talking about the Canadian North. We're talking about the Las Vegas scene. We are talking about the Dallas source. And we're talking about, I think there's one more there that I'm missing. Denver High. So those will be available shortly. So we hope that you will uh, stay tuned and you'll be able to pick those up. If we don't have your city yet, it's coming if it's one of those four. So. <laughs> yeah. And we have heard some calls for further teams. And, you know, we're, we're, we're we're making them as fast as we can at our little gore workshop. And we have to have an expansion to the league if we're going to start adding teams like Atlanta and things of this nature. We're going to need some more players to show up and live in those cities. Mm-hmm. These first cities that we're coming out are basically where all Bachelor players move to. Player hubs. Uh, but at any rate, all that's out there. And we got a good at job mug. You can pick all of this stuff up at gameofroses.co. Now. Let's get into this pace case. Let's do what we came here to do. This is Game Game of Roses. Roses. State of the game. This is a good state of the game because we think this season, as we are two episodes into it now, is good. There's a lot of season left, but so far, Bachelorette season 20 is the best season we've seen since the first season after the pandemic lockdown back in 2020, which was Claire Crawley and Tasha Adams' fractured Bachelorette season 16. We have suffered through six bubble seasons. That's Bachelorette 16, Bachelor 25, Bachelorette 17 and 18, Bachelor 26, Bachelor, Bachelorette 19, and a Bachelor season 27 that had all of the personality drained from it out of what we think was probably a fear of any kind of scandal or online backlash. And finally, after all of the turmoil and mishandling of the franchise for three years, it feels like we're getting something very similar to a Bachelorette season 15. That is Hannah Brown. And I would also put in there that the the Bachelor in Paradises 
the two that were in those seasons in that time frame were also like full of misery and people crying and not wanting to be there. And it just really felt like the producers were grinding them down. That feels gone. Yeah. Sally suitcase, Clayton sucks. <laughs> yes. These are hallmarks of this <laughs> era of suffering. Yeah. Uh, and all the personality that was missing in Charity's edit in her rookie season, which is Bachelor 27, Feels like it's being made up for in this season. We're seeing her being funny and sweet, charming, assertive, kind of whatever the situation calls for. Face play. Fantastic face play, uh, which we didn't really see that much of in her rookie season. Uh, they Again, I think they really shaved that season down so that we just got nothing out of it personality-wise. But we're we're seeing her kind of rising to the challenge and whatever the situation may be. And it does feel like the the producers are putting her on a pedestal that the leads used to be put on. It doesn't feel like their main goal is to destroy her, humiliate her, like it did for Gabby Wendy and Rachel Reckia in season 19. It's almost as if the producers have found their way again. Again, I don't want to say this, uh, you know, and like jinx it, but that's what it fucking feels like. And maybe it has something to do with the removal of Fleiss. I don't know. That happened during the selection process of this current Bachelorette season. Maybe it has something to do with the mass firing of all the producers that were loyalists to him the exodus of most of the other producer tier. I don't know why this is happening exactly, but that is what, through two episodes so far, it does feel like this is what's happening. Yeah, it feels like the toxicity in the producer tier and the contempt that it felt like the show had for players and leads alike. This started back in 2014 with the first villain bachelor, Juan Pablo Galvez. It seems like this has been drained out of the show. And what we are left with is this old feeling that we used to get when we watched. The excitement, the anticipation, or rooting for the lead to succeed instead of waiting for the producers to put them in an unwinnable position. And there's also something going on this season that we ain't seen in a goddamn minute. The treatment of the villain is completely different. At least, again, two episodes in. Early part of the season, I get that. I have to keep... Putting mm-hmm. that caveat out there because I'm just waiting for that other shoe to drop. But so far, Braden, who has been pretty well established as this season's villain, at least the early season villain, uh, we don't hate him. I personally fucking love him. He's my favorite player. And I think he's kind of the favorite player of the entire nation. It's like why we're watching. So mm-hmm. whether you think he's 4TRR or 4TWR, he is captivating. And this has to do not just with him as a player. It's also how the producers are choosing to present him. Villains in past seasons have been moralistically judged by producers, presented to us, the fourth audience, as not just like a person to hate on the show who's bad in whatever dating situation, but as a person that you should hate across all social media platforms and in life generally mm-hmm. and send death threats to. Villains in, in, most, in the recent seasons have been really fucking drugged down and presented as just like horrible pieces of shit. The producers in this season gave him the fucking fimp. They're presenting the villain of this season, at least the early season, as a viable candidate for charity to date. So even the villain is now fun again. And he is a fun villain just in his own personal place. Mm-hmm. The big earrings. The escalating the, the kind of, earrings. Yeah. <laughs> and it just feels like we haven't seen this in a long time. It, it harkens back to me to like a Corinne Olympios mm. or a uh, Tierra Lacazi. You know, these villains that we like kind of loved that they were there still. Mm-hmm. We knew that they didn't have like a long or like a Tierra Lacazi, at least I think we all knew did not have a chance to win the season. Corinne, I was like, she's got an outside shot. She made it to fucking hometowns. I can see Braden going that far. 
she was the star of the season and the, the third audience served her. You know, they had her serve yes. her cheesy pasta in the women tell all exactly. and come back to fight her villain edit with this PTC about why she had the adult nanny. There's also some new things being done in the edit this season. In night one, we saw intro packages cut into limo exits for the first time, which I loved. And this week's episode saw some dynamic action direction on the forced nudity and forced violence group date. We have some fun house life clips where we feel like we're actually getting to know the players. We've seen promo packages for the dodgeball date that recount the legacy of that date in the other seasons. And we've seen these old crowns sending well wishes for charity in video in video messages that help to bolster this idea of legacy and their techniques. We've talked about implementing here at Game of Roses for years, and it feels to us like they're actually listening now. Do you think that we've had impact on this? I think we have had an impact on the show for sure. I don't know in what well, ways. For, yeah, that's, <laughs> I know some very specific ways. Yeah. We're talking about players that have been coached to go in. We're talking about players reading the fucking book we wrote about how to win. Like, I, I do know some specific ways, but in terms of like this, I don't know either. I, It's like we've been calling for these changes, but so have a lot of other people. So I definitely I yeah. certainly don't take credit for it. And I there's a part of me that's worried that they're only honoring the legacy because it's the 20th Bachelorette season. But I'm hoping yes, that this is something that will continue past this season. Yeah. I, and I didn't mean like we Game of Roses specifically. I meant we more as like kind of fourth audience commentators, like the whole wave of all the podcasts and all the people who are writing about it and talking about it. And and really like, I don't want to say like holding the producers accountable necessarily, but at least giving valid objective critique of what is wrong with these these prior seasons. Why does it feel so bad? I think maybe they are listening. If it, I'm Again, I don't want to jinx it. I keep saying that because I just like this fucking season so much and I don't want it to take that turn. And so far, like we're two episodes in. Yeah. Re remember, like even one episode into season 19, you had a fucking army of children coming out of the limo and singing Clayton sucks. They started that season on a horrible down note. Bachelor 26, same thing. After him reading mean tweets about himself. Exactly. They started his season on a horrible down note. That just ain't here. It's mm -hmm. the exact opposite. Even a thing that I thought was going to be kind of shitty, the undercover yeah. brother thing with Charity's brother uh, coming in and pretending to be the bartender. That shit worked. That shouldn't have worked. That shit worked. That that only worked because of his charminance. <laughs> Great. But maybe that's something that's in that producer tier now that like when they did her yeah. <clears throat> uh, hometown and we got to see him for the first time. It was like, oh shit, yeah, this guy's got something. Let's put him in the fucking show. Let's give him a bigger role. Even that kind of producerial decision. And choosing which clips to show of him. They didn't they showed him having fun and not just him being like, I want charity to find the best love ever. It wasn't like just straight cheese ball, which is yeah. what it seemed like it was gonna be. And they tried to hang a little bit maybe too much drama on it, like I've got this yeah. information. This guy was fucking bragging about kissing you. And then she smoothed it over, whatever. They they tried to make some drama where none existed, and they've done that with the the pool things too. But like I forgive them that shit. That's just kind of like <laughs> What else are you gonna right. do? They they have to have something to to put a narrative through the show about like drama is happening, drama is afoot. I don't know. I, I I don't know how the season's gonna end up, but as of week two, I'm fucking loving it. I'm I'm fucking loving it, and it just feels good to watch it again. It's it feels like this is 
<clears throat> it's tapping back into kind of what I fell in love with in the first place about our beloved game. So if this is a season that you might have decided already, you're not going to watch it. You might have checked out for one reason or another over the past three years or so. You might have been out for many seasons since Matt James, perhaps. I, I truly would recommend giving this a chance this season if you haven't so far. For us, it's the best season that we've seen, I think, since Hannah mm-hmm. Brown. Um, you know, Pilot Pete's season had a little bit of that. Uh, Magic. Yeah, no, I mean, Pilot Pete's season is great, but it still had a little bit of that like, oh, the producers are real pieces of shit. They're they're fucking this guy over bad. I mean, putting your one night stand yeah. as the <laughs> as the musical performance, Chase Rice, and him being out of the loop in it. I, it doesn't. I can't imagine them doing something like that to charity. Time will tell in this season, but I'm opto 2023 about it. So am I. I I know that we've seen in the promos charity saying I'm done or something to that effect, and we know that they push every lead to that point. I mean, heartbreak is one thing that happens in every season Mm -hmm. and you kind of like that's the design of the game is that you're going to have one person falling in love with multiple people or at least getting very emotionally attached to multiple and they have to say goodbye to some and whatever heartbreak is fine but it's the leaving of the show that they try to push the the lead to every season and it just depends on the severity of what they do to get there i think with charity hopefully it's not a a crazy severe thing it's Mm -hmm. just kind of a holdover it's something the producers feel that they need to do and they're still able to put her up on that pedestal. And uh, I don't know. It, it just feels strangely to me like like she's being supported by the producers this season. A hundred percent. I think even all the promos have been putting her up as this, like, I don't know, Alice in Wonderland queen or some sort of like fairy tale queen-esque mm-hmm. um, thing. And I have seen so many posters for this season. I don't know. Same. I just saw one at the Americana. Well, the Americana and the Grove, two hallowed grounds here in Los Angeles, California, where the icons call home. Um, Both of those places are, I don't know what the deal is, but they are just fucking laden with bachelor promotion. If you go to the Grove, too, it's the same thing. All the little kiosk ads are all bachelor, bachelorette. I love both of those places. God damn it. I'm so glad that we get to go back to the Grove now. I go there almost every day. That's not true. I'm I'm there once a week, minimum. Minimum. (laughs) Okay. Just to walk around and smell the air. Leaking your assassination coordinates again. Clues. (laughs) (laughs) If I get fucking taken out at the Grove, then it was meant to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Died doing doing what he loved. loved. Walking the the grounds of the Grove. (laughs) Looking at bachelorette (laughs) posters at the Grove. (laughs) Gazing at charity. (laughs) It sounds it sounds crazy when you say it, but it's no less true. But that is the state of our beloved game. Uh, we are both very optimistic about this season. So far, it is a breath of the freshest fucking air we have had in a goddamn minute. And it just feels good again. I, I'm like really happy with this season so far. I'm like looking forward to each episode airing in a way that is like, I can't wait to see this. Not like, Oh shit, I hope they don't do something bad to everybody tonight. I don't have that like foreboding dread that I had in other yeah, seasons, I guess. I hope we don't eat our whole state of the game <laughs> words. <laughs> That'll be a digging deeper where we have to go back and listen to this whole state of the game and deconstruct everything we're saying. Yeah, 
wow, you were so wrong. We did it. We jinxed yeah. it. We were the reason. Um, but no, that's the state of the game. And again, I just want to like implore anybody out there who's listening to this that has decided they're not going to watch this season to give it a shot. I think you're going to like it a lot. That said, let's move on to the next portion of our program where we're talking about the numbers of Instagram followers and the ratings for our beloved game. This is... This Week in Games. This week, our beloved game scored a point two in the 18 to 49-year-old demographic with 1.6 million raw viewers. This is down 30% from last week. And week two's offering of our beloved game came in third among all network shows in its time slot behind a rerun of The Neighborhood on CBS and a rerun of The Wall on NBC, managing to beat out a rerun of Crime Scene Kitchen on Fox. <laughs> That sounds made up. It sounds like one of those 30 rock I know. shows. I know. I was like, what? What the crime fuck is Crime Scene, scene Kitchen? kitchen. Uh, of course, we don't know how many people are watching on Hulu and on various streaming, and it must be multiple, multiple times this size in order for them to keep making the show. But like we said up top, everyone should be watching this season, in our opinion, best in many years. So maybe we can... Get those ratings up, baby. Let's go. Yeah. If only we had uh, 1.5 to 2 million people listening to Game of Roses, yeah. maybe. If only <laughs> maybe we, had we that could few. put a dent in it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now for those gains on social media, some of which, well, <laughs> I'm less opto about the uh, Instagram gains. Charity gained 6K this week for a total of 123,000 Instagram followers and 800 added on TikTok to complete her total of 16K TikTok followers. Now for the top five Instagram gains this week. Coming in first, eyeball player Joey Grazia Day gained 6.2K for a total of 12.9K. John Henry Spurlock uh, for his swan song gained 2.3K for a total of 6.5K. John Burrish gained 1.6K for a total of 4.6K. Fimp recipient Braden Bowers gained 1.6K for a total of 4.9K. And rounding out the top five is Warwick Ryder gaining 800 for a total of 3.8K. Do any of these men break 100K? Ring winner, next bachelor. Does charity break 250K? Yes. I see 300K. 500K? I think that's probably roughly accurate. I believe Katie Bigger, last season's ring winner. We're talking about Zach Shawcross, of course. Uh, Let's just check her real quick as a kind of baseline. Katie Bigger's at exactly 300K. Okay. And um, what is Zach at right now? Shawcross is at 215. So... That should give you some idea. Women traditionally in the game do far better than men in mm-hmm. Instagram, but their numbers are down uh, significantly from like pr- prior seasons. So I think you're right. I think she's going to top out somewhere in the 300K area, and I think you might have her ring winner scratching at 100K, breaking it. I don't know. Depends on how the season plays out. We'll see. Some of them will break out parasocially. That is completely possible. Could happen. Uh, but moving on to the top five Instagram chart, we got... Uh, in the first spot, Joey Grazia Day has 12.7K. 
Night one guy, P P P P P P P P P P is in second place with 12.5K. This week's title player, Adrian Hassan, in third with 6.9K. Pro wrestler Caleb Balgard is in fourth with 6.5K. And John Henry Spurlock rounds out the top five with another 6.5K. <laughs> I know. I know. These are numbers we've literally never seen before. Top five TikTok chart. We've got number one, Christopher Spell, 174.2K. And number two is PP at 30.4K. Third place, Caleb Balgard, 21.5K. Fourth place, Khalid Hassan, 6.6K. And Aaron Bryant in fifth place with 200 TikTok followers. It's there for the taking, guys. I know. And the, the top two guys on this are no longer in the game yeah. and came in with these numbers. Number four is not in. Yeah, number four is also not in the game. Interesting social media layout this season. Really have never seen anything like it. Um, the numbers are very low on Instagram. And even on TikTok, the people who have high numbers already had them before they came into the game. Who knows, though, as the season progresses, these numbers will, will all go up at least a little bit. And we don't know what the ceiling is on them, but uh, it's going to be a curious one to watch this season. <laughs> yeah. Getting curiouser and curiouser. <laughs> I mean, God, just thinking back to like Hannah Brown's season, you had Tyler Cameron coming off of that, Pilot Pete, Jed Wyatt, if you want to throw Luke Parker into the top four. Um, but you had in Tyler Cameron, he cracked two million. Eventually, Pilot Pete did too when he was the bachelor. Um, insane. And Tyler Cameron still has 2 million plus. He maintained it. I believe. I mean, what season was Demi on pilot Pete? She got a million followers. Yeah. These numbers are paltry in comparison. Going to have to put in some work guys, maybe even beyond this season. You're going to have to go to paradise. You might have to get it, become the next host of clickbait, which is still, by the way, we don't know anything about. Clickbait has not put out an episode since May 31st, and even that was a rerun. If I were a rookie, I would be making parasocial content all the time that was just an audition tape to be the next clickbait host. Absolutely. I would even be... Here's what you should do right now if you're an uh, incoming rookie and you're thinking about how can I um, you know, extend this? How can I either entrench myself within the nation and get that clickbait job or something like it? You literally start making Instagram reels and TikToks with headphones on, just like grocery store Joe used to wear when he did clickbait videos, you speak into a microphone, you make exactly that same shot, mm -hmm. and you just simply say, welcome to clickbait, I'm your host, blah, 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 and you go through two or three news items in today's pop culture. You do a little mini episode of clickbait, you call it clickbait. They will give you the job if you you're good. You call it clickbait. Hmm. I don't know if I would call it clickbait, but... <laughs> just start doing it. Hey, this is whatever from season... I'm it's my name from season 20 of Bachelorette. Uh, welcome. I'm the new host of Clickbait. Let's get it started. And you just start doing some little episodes. Just do it. What do you got to lose? I would do the part with the news items, definitely. Or like little Yeah, exactly. Three sentences summarizing tonight's episode. Even do recaps. Yes, perfect. Show yourself watching perfect. the show, etc. Just like the bar is low here. You can get in the top five TikTok followers if you just get more than 200 TikTok followers. I'm telling you, they don't know what they're doing with clickbait right now. They have they had to quickly scramble and be like, fuck, we need happy hour back on the air. What are we going to do with it? Get grocery, get Serena. 
Okay, taken care of. They're not thinking about clickbait. If you show them a reason to think about it, you have the job. They will fucking give it to you immediately. If you can get uh, a TikTok to go viral, if you can get a million views by pretending that you're the fucking host of the clickbait show, you're the host. Here's your job. Game of Roses is sponsored by BetterHelp. Clues. Uh, We all carry around different stressors, big and small. And if you keep them all bottled up, it can affect you negatively. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You might be taking care of your physical body, but are you taking care of that beautiful mind, Clues? Yes. I have benefited from therapy greatly in the past. Uh, It has helped me get through stressful experiences, manage boundaries, learn coping skills, you know, the... The whole premise of life is is kind of a, a, it's a lot to undertake, and therapy can help with that. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire, then you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses. Clues, mm-hmm. I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find Ooh. the perfect t-shirt. Yeah. Um, because it's spring. I'm ready to get out there. I'm ready to peacock. Luckily, the perfect t-shirt does exist, and you can find it at Skims. From cropped silhouettes to long-sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t-shirt in Onyx. That's kind of a dark black color and the cotton jersey long sleeve t-shirt in kyanite which is kind of like a blue green and they're both so comfortable it's basically like you are wearing nothing great for free spirit types well for all the free spirits out there right now you can shop the skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes xxs through 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know we sent you after you place your order select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows again that's skims clues it is springtime it is the off season it is gore girl summer the weather's getting warmer Thank dark lord palmer and it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and cowls, and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul, get those staple pieces, and I found quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces keeping me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I got the cotton modal scoop neck tee. It is so cute. It is literally the first thing I reach for in my dresser when all my clothes are washed. You know those special items. If you are not like Clues, who only wears one outfit. I'm Quince head to toe at this point. I'm a Quince boy. <gasps> I'm a source boy, Quince boy. Let's you got no go. idea. I'm wearing Quince t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince long sleeve t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince sweaters, Quince pants. 
I'm quinced. <laughs> Just call me quinced. King Quinces. Okay. They call me. I love quince. Okay, quince. Uh, get warm weather ready with quince. Be a quince king yourself or quince queen. Go to quince.com slash roses for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash roses to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash roses. What about Andrew Spencer and Greg Grippo? Do it. Do it immediately. Andrew Spencer and Greg Grippo, if you're listening, make a video where you are simply just hosting clickbait. Call it clickbait. Say you're the new hosts. <laughs> They will give you the fucking job. I'm not shitting you. If that's of interest to you. Of course. Fuck, I might do this. Do it. <laughs> Hi, this is Badger Clues. I'm the new host of Clickbait. Can't wait to get into all that juicy clickbait with you. First up in the nation, we've got a big story. It's about how the Bachelor producers fucked over Becca Kufrin and Thomas Jacobs, two of their biggest stars. But girls used to. Oh my <laughs> I don't God. think they like me as the host of Clickbait. Yeah, maybe choose different <laughs> news stories. <laughs> <laughs> here's how hannah ann sluss puts together an apple pie yeah this just in we've got huge news breaking and everybody's weighing in with their opinion is this four cookies or five that's a deep cut if you know what i'm talking about so now let's move on to the next portion of our program where we do our clickbait <laughs> this is Bachelor Nation News. Up first in Bachelor Nation News, Madison Pruitt continues her utter domination of the Christian influencer world in a new partnership with Christian dating app Upward. In promotion for her new partnership, The Bachelor Season 24 finalist and PVC Ultimatum player had some interesting things to say about her relationship with billionaire Grant Trout to Us Weekly. Of her morning routine as Trout's wife, she said... I wake up, I go have my time with God. I have a prayer closet and I get in my prayer closet and I pray and I just spend time reading the Bible and just like filling myself up and reminding myself of what's most important. And then from that place, I'm able to really be the wife that God's called me to be and to really love him well and to meet his needs. Is That's God or Trout? Trout. She fills herself up with God in her prayer closet so that she can be the wife God intended her to be for her billionaire. Uh, gotcha. Of her partnership with the Upward Christian Dating app, Pruitt said, I think one of the hardest things about dating is you're going on a date and you haven't asked all those like hard questions. What's your faith? What are your values? How were you raised? What do you hope for your future? And I think something that's cool with Upward, you know, you're kind of already doing that front work early on. We wish Pruitt luck on her new endeavor and we cower in fear what seems to be the limitless possibilities of Pruitt to ascend to new levels of power in human society. <laughs> Glad you're on this story, Clues. I'll take full responsibility for writing that. Me and Pace Case were talking about this <laughs> just before we sat down to record. Yeah, you screamed. You screamed. You issued a scream about this. Was it a scream? I don't know. I would. I In my mind, I was like, that could be your scream today. My scream today is a fucking doozy and it ain't that. But I'm reminded when I watch Pruitt of the these old movies called Omen. It was a series about a woman giving birth to a child that turns out to be the Antichrist and like takes <laughs> over the world. I don't know. Look, it's just similarly toned. That's all I'm saying. You're saying she's going to be the mom or she's the kid? I thought she was the kid, but then she married this billionaire and I'm like, 
They could sire the Antichrist. Well, this is fear-mongering clues. The Antichrist is not real. Not yet. Up next in Bachelor Nation news, a blast from the past. Bachelor Season 1 ring winner and the first sex-positive player in the history of the game, Amanda Marsh Caldwell, tuned into Charity Lawson's premiere, something she has not done in 15 years, and she told Us Weekly's Here for the Right Reasons podcast all about it. She said, It was really fun to kind of reminisce because there's so much you forget just with time. And then, yeah, it is a little bit different. I noticed there's not as much, like, mood porn music. <laughs> <laughs> Which there is still, I think. The boob zone. But they used to go like, bow, 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 bow. you gotta look good in the hot tub. Tits, ass. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a little more salacious back in the day, as was all television, especially reality television. Uh, Marsh lavished praise on Charity Lawson as Bachelorette, calling her sweet and cute. And she had this to say of current Dark Lord Jesse Palmer. Quote, watching him, I guess I can't help but compare him to the forever host, Harrison. With Jesse, there were some times where I think he dropped an F-bomb, one time teasing Braden with his earrings or his look with the scarf. And I was like, okay, you might be cool. Let's see more of that. Let's not be so stiff. (laughs) Yeah. When asked about the upcoming Golden Bachelor, Marsh said, that sounds lovely. And my first question is, because of my occupation, are they aging gracefully? Are they going to look like cats because they have too much filler on their face? (laughs) What? (laughs) My first thought is, I hope they look like a regular person. Like, come on, can we just get a little bit of real? I don't know, but I probably would watch that just out of curiosity. What is her occupation? I want to say she is in something like that. I don't remember. Um, But it's always good to check in with one of the players who built the foundation of our beloved game, and we agree with her. We will be watching and covering Golden Bachelor out of curiosity, if nothing else. But I think we're going to enjoy that show. Time will tell. Up next in Bachelor Nation news, we have barely begun season 20 of Bachelorette, but already... The rumors and speculations about the next season of BIP have begun, and DLP is doing all he can to fan the flames of excitement. The former Bachelor turned Dark Lord told E! News that this season would be wild because so many people are showing up, so many people are leaving, it's hard to keep track, people are laughing, crying, there's tons of drama, understandably and expectantly, it's going to be a lot of Bachelor Nation's favorites, I think from recent seasons showing up but there may be a few repeat offenders from Paradise showing up themselves. Maybe even one or more former leads will be coming to the beach as well. Wow, what a tease. The leads he's talking about are rumored to be Clayton Eckert and Rachel Recchia. He summed up the player's experience on Paradise by saying, It's always so funny to me. I talk to everybody at the gates of Paradise, we call that the gates of hell, before they head uh, on down to the beach, and everybody always has a plan. There's always somebody that they're there to meet. They're really hoping that person's going to be there, and they just sort of think they know how it's going to go, and that's never what happens. No matter what happens on BIP Season 9, we will, of course, be covering it. And yes, DLP, there will definitely be some players who show up to sand with very detailed strategies. You're right about that. We guarantee it. Up next in Bachelor Nation News, Charity Lawson is grateful to have Rachel Lindsay in her corner, Lawson told People Magazine that she is aware Lindsay isn't watching this season, but she's still thankful for the trailblazing former Bachelorette support. At Essence Fest this past Saturday, Lawson said, 
Love her, obviously, and I'm grateful for her support, knowing that she is in my corner and rooting for me. It's nice to know that I do have someone to lean back on or just have an anchor in time of need. So thank you, Rachel, obviously. And hopefully, even though you're not watching, you'll see the outcome at at the end of all this. It's great to see that even if Lindsay has parted ways with the franchise at large, she's still there for moral support when a lead needs it. And finally, in Bachelor Nation news, the mayor of paradise, Jordan Kimball, and his wife, Christina, welcome their first baby into the world together. Congrats go out to the mayor and his growing family. Very cute indeed. Now it is time for us to move on to that portion of our program where we discuss all the plays our favorite players are making off the field and in their telephones. This is... The parasocial play, 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 play of the week. Professional era alert. The rookies are stepping up to the parasocial plate. They're bringing it on social media to supplement the plays they made in game this week, starting with one of our package deal players. Spencer Storbeck made an interesting post on Sunday. He posted a photo of himself and Charity on night one with the caption, quote, bring on the comments, surprise face emoji, watch hashtag The Bachelor at Mondays at 9, 8 Central on ABC and stream on Hulu. He added his own comment on the post saying, OMG, I cannot believe this man told her about having a child. So cringe. (laughs) It's almost like he really didn't want to waste this beautiful woman's time. Everyone knows that you should never discuss your family dynamics with someone you hope to fall in love with. If he was smart, he would have waited at least five years and then just slapped a mustache on the kid and introduced him as the live-in bartender like a normal person would. Zero out of 10, end quote. Wild. Love this. Get in there. The eyeball king, Joey Grazia Day, posted a tribute to Charity and their Bachelor Nation record kiss. I've never been someone that enjoys PDA, but this was truly a day that I will never forget. Rose emoji. Thank you for all the love and support I have received for sharing my dad's story. His love and courage is something that deserves to be shared. If you missed last night's episode, stream now on Hulu. Hashtag The Bachelorette. This post has 4.3K likes and 142 comments. Aaron B. got into the game with a post about his first date with Charity on Instagram. Reheating this one-on-one date PTC. Reheating. All I can... <laughs> so I like reheating. I think that's an interesting way. He's reheating it. Yeah. He's putting this one back in the microwave. You're going to get a second helping of this PTC, and it's going to be piping hot. All I can say is, damn, this is his caption. All I can say is, damn, so honored to have been your first date of this crazy unconventional journey. This super magical date allowed us to create a safe, comfortable space between two adults. It's extremely tough for me to open up. In the past, I would always retreat to my shell, turtle reference, instead of reaching out to others for help. Found out that I was self-sabotaging by being closed off to other perspective, which raised my ego and hurt others as well. Major props to charity and thank you. After our date, I felt comfortable opening myself up, letting others see my true self with no judgment, sharing the world with actual people, uh, love, hand, sign emoji. She's incredible, dot, dot, dot. Therapy was the first step, letting that pride go, but the work is ongoing. 10 out of 10, recommend. Interesting that they have these 10 out of 10, 0 out of 10. They're all in the t- the something out of 10 comments. Right. I'm like, did they even write these? They all say stream this week on Hulu, too. Or maybe they sent it in for permission and then they added that at the end. I think probably that's accurate. So, yeah, at the end of this one, it says you can still stream this week's episode on Hulu 
in parentheses ABC, dot, 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 hashtag therapy, hashtag men's health, hashtag the bachelorette, 1.3K likes. In one of the most interesting plays this week from a rookie, John B., and possibly our next crown, posted an Instagram story explaining his Christian influencer tattoo of a cross in a straight-to-camera video. In this bold Pruitt-esque parasocial play, he explains that the cross is to remind him of how God is greater than the highs and lows of every day. Happy 4th! A strong play for a rookie that many are saying is getting a next crown Ben Higgins edit. Yeah, that seems very Higginsy to me. Higginsy was also a uh, Christian player, as we can remember him praying over the baby sea turtles before they released. Oh, yeah, I'll never forget ocean. that. <laughs> May these baby sea turtles make oh, it. It's <sighs> just absolutely fucking creams and serums are made of 70% water. 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I, I saw that in... Um three body problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums as there is no need for water preservatives or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based anti-wrinkle. It's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven day program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by get this 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, Mm. they have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven day routine, tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor viewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized, the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines, and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix, just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, Mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus... You get member-exclusive pricing What's in the box? on every order. Join 
the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura Frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabuli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. It's the next best thing to, to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things and I need an easy install. And this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. She'll be grateful it's not another sweater and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. At any rate, fantastic play. And I'm, I'm very curious to see how he shapes up. Like like you're saying, we are basically predicting he's the next Bachelor and was cast specifically for that. We also predicted that of Warwick. So, and we haven't really seen yeah. him. So Could be either. I agree. But I think it's John, just <laughs> it based on like the, the group date rows. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Yes. Um, finally, some TikTok action from a season 20 rookie. Sean McLaughlin posted a straight to cam TikTok describing his reaction every time Braden talked in the mansion, to which he posts the audio, oh brother, this guy stinks. The TikTok <laughs> has 2.8k views and 90 likes. It's pretty funny. All of these were strong plays. However, there can only be one winner. Our parasocial play of the week goes to Abigail Herringer, Serena Pitt, Hannah Godwin, Gianina, and even Vanderpump Rules' Brittany Cartwright. They all collabed on a When You First Saw Us on TV versus Where We Are Now TikTok, which is on Herringer's profile, in which they posted still images of the players' limo exits, etc., and then they each pose in a fancy dress at an exotic location in the now-present time. And Serena P even highlights her new sparkler as a spouse of the nation. This gigantic crossover event TikTok reeled in 43K likes and 614,000 views. God, fantastic. Incredible. That's just a great fucking play. It's so good. It's so simple, too. It's Simple and effective. That's always the best. Uh, we also had a parasocial creature play this week. There's only one on the list because it was so fucking good. We're talking about Nate Olacoya and his old dog, Percy. Percy's been here many times. I don't know how many times we've given Percy and Nate Olacoya this award. Several. They could be the the most winning duo. What about Pino and Ramen? It's either him or it's Pino and Ramen. Like they're they're both close. They're both up there. But this fucking play, this was uh posted to Nate Olacoya's Instagram stories. It is a picture of Percy. Tongue out, guns out, 
<laughs> out in the sun celebrating Canada Day. Uh, there's a little speech bubble. Percy's laying on a blanket in a park, and there's a little speech bubble that says Happy Canada Day. And the caption on the streets, Happy Late Canada Day to everyone back home and all the proud Canadians around the globe. Canadian flag emoji, heart hands emoji. Just a, a beautiful shot. Mm-hmm. And also letting you know, oh yeah, he's Canadian. <laughs> Sometimes I forget that of him. I definitely forgot that. <laughs> Great face play, Percy. Face play. Mm-hmm. Just remember that. Face play. Wait, why are you saying that? Might feature into uh, the very next segment, which <laughs> is a segment in which we delve deep into the bottom of the pit to issue forth our screams about how this franchise is changing our lives, even at a microscopic subatomic level. This is Screams from the Pit. My scream this week, I'm just telling you, it's a roller coaster of emotions. First. The bad. We were, well, I guess first the good. We were featured in a Time Magazine <laughs> article. Wow. Yeah. We about why people wow, love Bachelor podcasts. Look it up. It's great. A lot of great Bachelor podcasts also featured with us. And on that, we were linked. And I was like, what does this link go to? And I click it. It's our Apple podcast page. And guess what's mm. on that page, which I haven't seen in a while reviews and i accidentally read a Mm. review and it was not it was really directed personally at me (laughs) oh no look it could have ruined my week and in some ways maybe it still did that's the bad however that happened i of course told i told everyone that i made this mistake and and read this and everyone's like, no, but look at all the good reviews. Da, da, da. They don't they don't really have an impact. That's just not how my brain works. But mm. something then did happen that made the roller coaster go back up. I went to a bar meeting up with some friends and a lady came up to me and she said, Lizzie Pace. And I was like, I don't think I know this person. I don't know. Sometimes I pretend I do remember people because I just assume I've forgotten. Yeah, like from high school or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and then she was like, I, from Game of Roses, I was like, oh, yeah. And she goes, I love you. Parasocial love level four. Wow. And then she just disappeared That's into the crowd. I, I don't know. I think she was real. But shout out to yeah. that lady. You hallucinated for- it. <laughs> Making me feel better. That's how your brain coped with the negative review. It created a person <laughs> that doesn't exist to counteract it. <laughs> That's some dark pit shit. The pit fucking conjured this person out of dark energies. <laughs> no, I had witnesses. My friends were with me and they were yeah. like, wow. No, that's great. I'm glad that that you had that counteraction to the bad review. Mm-hmm. You and I have been Thank doing you. this for some time now. Four years. and uh, Four? You know... Is that true? I think it's oh four, right? We started in 2019. Wow. Hannah Brown. This June was our four-year anniversary. But, um, you know, we talk from time to time about the reaction to what we do. And sometimes you get that negative review in there. You get a bad DM or whatever. Um, and so I just want to give you my review of you, Pace Case. Aw. Funny. Brilliant. Expert at this on a level I have never known anyone to be able to achieve, and the only person I want to be digging this fucking pit with. That's so nice. Thanks. 
My pleasure. Now, let me issue forth my strange scream. <laughs> Take that, haters. Now you're going to get started. Yeah, exactly. Bad Here's some compliments. Clues now that I've roped you in with compliments, listen to this. Uh, so I do another podcast with a friend of mine whose name is Will Sasso. We do this podcast called Dudesy. Mm-hmm. On this oh, podcast, yeah. we're watching a music video, which we sometimes do. Sometimes we'll watch music videos from when we were kids, like in the 80s and 90s and shit, and just be like, oh, fuck, look, remember how good this video was or how good the song was, whatever. Uh-huh. Like nostalgia kind of shit. So we're watching this video for John Cougar Mellencamp. I know Teddy Mellencamp. Hurts so good. I'm guessing his, I know his daughter. She was on Real Housewives of New York. Oh, no shit. Interesting. I didn't know that. It's all things are connected, I guess. But uh, so we're watching it and he's seen this video a bunch and it's like a crazy video. Crazy in that it's just kind of like early 80s, just lazy ass fucking like shit. He's got a, a single coming out. We need a music video for it. Here's a camera. Get some of your friends and just go to this bar and do whatever. You know, And you're just like, what is this? So we're watching this music video. We're kind of deconstructing it. And he pauses it right when it is a close-up of this woman's face mm-hmm. making this crazy face. It's like full eye aperture, full mouth aperture. She's like, uh-huh. and he pauses it right in this thing. Without skipping a fucking beat, I just go directly into a face play deconstruction as I would do in Bachelor. I'm like, he's like, look at, the, look at her face. I'm like, this is excellent face play. She has full eye aperture, full mouth <laughs> aperture. You get uh, emotion coming out of this. You get excitement. You get fear. She's drawing you in. She's making herself the most important person in this music video, and she is not John Cougar Mellencamp. Uh-huh. She is stealing his thunder with a mere face play. I just went right fucking into it. Uh-huh. And what I realized was now, because of Bachelor, because I take face play as a subsport as serious as I do who choose or, or some of the other subsports I'm now analyzing it everywhere at all times even in real life I'm doing it if I see like uh, somebody in a grocery store making a weird face I'm like damn that guy's doing some weird face play it's all I see facial expression now which is one of the the most integral parts of communication between human beings yeah one of the only things that translates cultures <laughs> exactly I'm now just seeing it as a sport in all aspects of my life. That's Thank beautiful. you, Bachelor. And I actually love it. And I made a decision kind of in the moment to up my face play. I'm going to start doing bombastic face play pretty much at all times and just see what happens. I would say not normally, but whenever you're taking a photo, you do bombastic face play. You do like the Can't craziest face I've ever seen. And they're all different and all haunting, which is... A great repertoire. That's my goal. My goal is to deliver a face play that doesn't look like I'm trying to make it a face play, but it clearly is a face play. I don't even know what that means. He's not just making a funny face in a picture. I don't even know. He what might that means. be dying. Things like that. You You're know, definitely giving that. <laughs> yeah, he's giving definitely dying. Giving, he might be dying. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm trying for. He might be stealing my soul. Yeah, I I just simply love face play, and uh, it's giving. Help me, help me, help me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I am always giving that. But that's our screams for this week. And now we're going to listen to one more scream. If you would like to submit your own screams from the pit to us to be played right here in this portion of our program, you just go to patreon.com slash Game of Roses. You join us on the bottom of the pit. You're going to get access to a bunch of stuff. All of our Digging Deepers, Clues Corners, Pace Case Palapas, uh, our live shows that we do every Monday, half an hour before our beloved game starts. Ad-free episode. Back catalog. There's so much stuff in there now. Um, and you're also going to get access to the Game of Roses Discord, 
On that Discord, there is a channel called Screams from the Pit. You can upload a one-minute or shorter audio clip of your own scream to that channel. We play the best ones here. Today, we have one that comes from someone named V. Merck. We're going to play it for you now. Hello, Pace Case Clues and fellow pit dwellers. You may recall a scream I submitted about two years ago in which I momentarily dissociated during my wedding vows when my husband made a bachelor joke and I feared the show might get canceled. Well, Gore has once again infiltrated a life milestone, my first pregnancy. I'm pregnant with identical twins and I have to go to ultrasounds twice a week. In order to keep the mood light, I've been listening to Gore in my headphones during my appointments. This week I was laughing so much that the technician couldn't see the babies, so she asked what I was listening to. The time had come. I had been preparing for this moment. Cue for my detailed explanation of The Bachelor as a sport, including a plug for Gore and how to win The Bachelor. I believe I successfully dragged my technician into the pit, and I have no shame about it. By the way, we're expecting two girls, and I can't help but wonder, could these pre-babies grow up to be the next Ferguson twins? Keep an eye out for them on Bachelor Season 50, since you know I've already been coaching them from the womb. Praise be our beloved game. I forgot about the term pre-babies. <laughs> <laughs> I, yes, I forgot about the term pre-babies as well, but I did not forget about V. Merck's prior scream. I remember that earlier scream. And this scream, I mean, I hate to say it, that first scream was uh, amazing. This one tops it. This is some deep, dark, pit-ass shit where not only are you you're listening to the pit, while you're getting your ultrasound, mm -hmm. you take that as an opportunity to babies. drag the technician. Laughing too can't hard. see the babies. Yeah. The babies have been obscured by dark pit energy, uh, <laughs> at least momentarily. You take it as an opportunity to drag the technician into the pit. Then you're also talking about, because you have twins, you're thinking about it in terms of them being viable candidates as twin players, Gemini players, mm -hmm. a very special kind of uh, uh, player that we've only seen what? Four times, I think, total? Of players participating. We did see Brad and Chad Womack. Yeah, Brad and Chad Womack. And there have been a couple of other players who have had twins that didn't come into the game. But uh, to then be thinking about your own children as a possible oh. twin player deal. Joey, the young twins. Oh, yeah. The young twins. How could I forget? But there were twins in season four, Bob Guinea, that didn't last through night one. Mm -hmm. There were the young twins. There were the Fergies. I want to say there was somebody else. I feel like there was a fourth twin pairing that I can't remember. Maybe on Bachelorette. There's, and there's also been like those twins that were, one of them was on Bachelor Pad, the Stagliano. Mm -hmm. Maybe they were cousins. Fuck, I don't remember. Um, this is an amazing scream. I hope that your babies get in the Stanley Cup one day. Yeah, that would be fantastic. But thank you, V. Merck, for submitting this scream and for the first scream that, in one way or another, led to this scream, I suppose. Yeah. So all these these <laughs> life milestones being filled full of dark energies of the pit, I love it. At this point, I don't have anything that happens in my yeah. life that isn't teeming with dark pit energy. So <laughs> welcome to it. It's a fun lifestyle. I just did so many ultrasounds, so and I talk to my ultrasound technician about The Bachelor as well. So it also feels like deeply personal and relatable. <laughs> Absolutely. So thank you again, V Merck. And for anybody else out there who wants to submit your scream, like I said, you just go to patreon.com slash Roses. Join us on the bottom of the pit. Get on that Discord. Fire off your one minute under, under audio recording to the Screams channel. And we will play the best ones here. 
But that's it. That wraps up this week in Bachelor Nation. We hope you guys have a great weekend. We will be back uh, next Tuesday with a recap of next week's game. And of course, we got Grace Ann's grafting talking about Love Island UK happening basically all week. And we know that the Casa Amor is coming up, the big event. Oh, you mean Switch Week? Split Week? (laughs) Oh, how fucking dare you? Split Week at the Residential Inn or whatever. Split Week at the Residences. Split Week week is like uh, threads to Twitter, to Casa Amor's Twitter. I hope threads works better than Split Week. (laughs) I got to say, people are fucking not happy about Twitter. When he came out with that thing, Elon Musk basically said like, I don't know if you've followed any of this no. news. He's like, we're going to limit the amount of time certain tweets can be seen. And so all these advertisers were like, oh, bye. <laughs> what? <laughs> we're paying so that the most amount of people can see our fucking advertisements as possible. And he's like, no, we're going to limit it and all this shit. Every decision he's making yeah, about Twitter is just fucking bananas. tanking it. Yes. And so Zuck is like, uh, remember how we ripped off Snapchat with Instagram stories and how we're trying to rip off TikTok with Reels? Can we just rip off Twitter too? And indeed they did. Threads is here. So if you're on it, follow us, please. Dark Seeker is going to be doing her magic over there on Threads with whatever our Threads account turns into. I'm curious to see. Yeah, are we going to start posting Threads in uh, parasocial plays? Maybe. We might have to. Who's the biggest threader? (laughs) What do they call? What's somebody who does Threads? Like if you send out tweets, you're tweeting or or I guess you're threading. Isn't that an eyebrow thing? It's an eyebrow thing. It's a sewing thing. Right. Threading the needle. A stitcher. What do you call a person who stitches? Fashion designer? I don't know. Sure. <laughs> well, that's. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> that's our show. Rate us five stars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, we'll be back next week and we got stuff coming out all the time. Check out Courtney Robertson's podcast after reality in her feed and we'll be on grafting next week also as will i yeah we you and i will be on oh. grafting with grace next week to discuss causa more this is this is what the dark pit energy does to you, you start dissociating from who you even are <laughs> <laughs> you're like we'll be on that show next week i'm like uh, so will i huh my brain is melting anyways before we go as always what is that dwab at It has been 7,774 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then 